יאללה לב טוב, עין טובה, מחשבה טובה והרבה הרבה שמחה. הרבה 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 שמחה. התכוננת על מקומו ועוד מעט ואין רשע. Shalom and welcome to the Yishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live from Judea to the world. You're a part of it wherever you are. Shalom and welcome to our uh, mini studio here overlooking the Judean mountains over there. It is a beautiful and sunny day. We're going to get to that topic in a second. And I'm joined by my beloved Malka Fleischer. Shalom and welcome, Shalom, Malka. Shalom, thank you so much. Yet again, here we are That's right. in beautiful, sunny Judea. That's right. Yesterday was not so sunny. Um, January is usually the month when we have our like wintry precipitation and the kids um, make sure that I have like a, a like a big stash of milk chocolate in the house because I make homemade um, shoko, you know, like uh, hot chocolate for everybody. Sure. Um, yesterday was a little bit different, though. First, we didn't get snow. Last year, we didn't get any snow at all. But Yesterday, we didn't get any snow. We got hail. But our kids were so excited by, like, anything winter precipitation-ly that they, like, ran outside. They got, like, each of them got, like, four pairs of socks wet. They, like, three pairs of shoes at least wet. Uh, they all just, uh, they ran out there and they took the, like, not that much hail. Let's just be honest. There was a good amount of hail. You know, no. It, it, in Israel terms, it was a good amount of hail. But in, like, New, New York, New Jersey, tri-state area world, that was, like, you don't even, like, put on a raincoat for that, I feel like. Well, our friend Erica's from Sweden, and I think that she's with us today. She says, great background, very nice people in the front. God bless you, Erica. And I'm sure that she, uh, along with uh, Eric in Switzerland uh, and many of our other snowbound friends, Uh, experience a different kind of hail, but it was a great hail yesterday. Right, it was a nice little hail. And we just, we we hail the hail, and we got three hails going on. We got the hail of the plagues in Egypt, which we're really learning about right now in the Torah portion. We got hail to the chief, the new inauguration of a president yesterday, and we had hail here yesterday. Now, hail also has another meaningful thing here in the land of Israel, which is um, that, that the manna, is compared to frost. Hmm. It's compared to frost in the Psalms and in, and in the Torah itself as well. It's like a thi- thin layer of frost. And mana is the same gematria as maim. Man is the same gematria as maim. It's actually a very easy gematria if you want to get into uh, a Jewish uh, numerical numerology, if you want to get into that. Then mana in Hebrew is man, which is mem nun. Uh, mem is 40, nun is 50. Maim is, just take that last nun, which is uh, 50, split it up into 110, which is a yud, and one mem, which is 40, and so you get maim. So everybody says mana is the same gematria mm. as maim, and why is that important? Because, uh, because what happens is that uh, when the mana would, would be kind of done with its thing, when it would do its thing, it would melt and become water. And then there's other midrashim that the the animals of the Gentiles would... The water would trickle into streams. Into streams. The animals of the Gentiles would would drink it. And then then the Gentiles would eat the meat and would be like, ah, that's the taste of the manna. Anyway, long story short, the reason I say this is because... Uh, when when uh, the minute that it started hailing, I put out like a um, a big pot to catch the hail, and then the kids ate the. Uh, we put some apple juice concentrate, concentrate up in right? there. 
and it was delicious. It was really good. Right. We were drinking it all day. Right. And but but the thing is, is that that's really when you when you get that feeling that Hashem is sending you down this mana, this this blessing every single day, and and it's coming down from the sky, and you could feel that He's giving you a goodness. Like there's there's a gift in snow and hail, in that it reminds you of that white that white frosty mana feeling. Right. Uh, and, and as John says, yeah, on Facebook, he says. It's in this week's Parsha. That's right. It's in the Parsha. Uh, I think it's actually in last week's Parsha. But, but anyway, point is, is that hail uh, is, is what we're talking about. That's part of the thing. So we hail the hail. Um, and we really, uh, we, we, we feel the mana feeling. And it's not a mana chama, though, okay? A mana well, Okay, chama. well, here we go. This is, your, this is your Israeli cultural lesson of the show. You know we like to try to teach you words and other kinds of stuff that's going on so that when you show up here finally when everybody either has their vaccine or figures out that they don't need a vaccine or corona mysteriously goes away or we all get it and get the antibodies or some other end to coronavirus, when you finally end up here you'll be like, oh yeah, I know this word, I know that word, I can totally interact with Israelis now. So your cultural lesson of the day is mana. Chama. Right. Mana is a serving, like, yes, one mana of chicken, right? I will, please, can I have my mana? Can I have my serving of chicken? Chama means hot. You're hot serving. And in Israel, mana chama is ramen noodles in a cup. And it is a popular children's and other people young at heart people's that's right snack that's right slash meal substitute i do not recommend you eat it overly <laughs> but, but you know our kids once uh, in a while one, one, one i think two of our kids love manachama our right? kids love it so i try not to oh, buy it too so much it's pronounced manachama manachama but as a kind of joke and i like to play with words as my family will, will attest to we change words around so we, in the house we call it manachama Okay, we, it, that's, by the way, an interesting Hebrew thing, which is you could put the accent in the beginning, that's called mil'el, or you put the accent on the end, which is mil'ra. So manachama is mil'ra. It's, it's like you, you, you put the accent in the end, but manachama is That's how you're really the, supposed to say it. Right, right. In Hebrew, in Israeli Hebrew, a lot of times, the accent is on the beginning of the word as opposed to, uh, to the end. It's at the end of the word. The accent's on the end of the word. Lashon. Kri'ah. It's supposed to yeah, Korea, Korea. I, th- I think it's so the, the the accents on the the end of the word. Uh, this is a mystery. I think I think I think it's the opposite. I think it's the beginning of the word. Like like they say they say they say in American they say Yishai. Right. But in Israeli they'll say Yishai. I see yes. It. Yes. Thank the you. The wife was right once again. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, the wife was right. Uh, we got we got we got a lot of folks, including our good friend Lou. Lou, how's everything sounding? He says, "Shalom, Malka Nisha." Hail makes a great drink. It sure it does. It sure the hail does. And uh, <laughs> the hail. <laughs> what the hail? Okay. That was funny. <laughs> and Mustafa, uh, ha- Haki, Haki, Bildik, Bildik says, "Shalom, Aharon Shalom, my brother." Where are you from? Would love to hear from the, from you as well. And it's so fun to have uh, people from all over the world. And 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 here's a here's a so so we had so we had the hail the hail's yes, on the tour that portion. That was nice. By the way, but the, wait, I just want I have oh. to finish my winter story. Oh, 
Wait, do you do you have something you got to say? The, the, uh, we were saying about Manachama or Manachama. Yeah. The truth is, is that the hail in the Bible was a Manachama ah. because it, it was ice mm-hmm. that encapsulated fireballs. Yeah, fireballs. Now that, but the man, as opposed to the mana, the man was not fireballs. No, the man was 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 delicious, perfectly temperatured. Yeah, but and, maybe you could like, like request frost. it warm. I think the kids or like cold. it cold. I think the kids like it, it cold. It really depends if it's winter. But I'll tell you what, though. I'll tell you what. Those fireballs, icy fireballs, that will do a number on your on your Egyptian... On your system. On your Egyptian <laughs> car paint, okay? Your car will really... It, 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 that's what happened. That's actually what broke, uh, <laughs> Pharaoh, broke Pharaoh. his Mercedes. Like, my Rolls, my Rolls Royce. <laughs> what have you done to me? Forget okay? it. Get out of here. Okay, go, go. Imshi. Okay, get out of here, okay? So um, so that's that's uh, that's... Uh, uh, the 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 three hails and we we didn't talk about them. Maybe we'll we'll yeah. get to that to the hail to the chief. Yeah, of course we're going to get to that. I want just want to finish my winter story, and say that last night. So we had the hail, and then I was supposed to make my famous hot chocolate, but I got caught up watching the inauguration of President Joe Biden. It's hard to even say. By the way, I'm not going to call him Joe. What do you call him? Joseph? I'm calling him Joseph. Oh. I'm going to keep on calling him Joseph. That's what I'm going to keep saying. President go, Joseph President Biden. Joseph. You, yeah, you, we're not friends. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh, what I'm are you saying? saying? I'm saying I'm going to keep your name Joseph to remind you that there's a mm. Bible and there's a God. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to keep you I'm going to keep Joseph. you on that. Well, that's a real honorary though, Isha. I don't know. We'll see if You know he's what? Live sometimes sometimes somebody puts it's like a yoke. You know, it's like you call just, him by name. That's right. No, God gave you the name Joseph, and you should you should live up to that. Joseph, the minute he went down to Egypt, he kept saying, you know, God is the one who translates dreams, and and God will answer you. And 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 he brought. And some people say that he and, and the Jewish people brought monotheism to Egypt for a while as well. Oh, so, really? Yes. There's a that whole thing about the sun disk. Overly. Well, there was a period that there was the uh, worship of the one sun disk, and that's a kind of monotheism. Mm-hmm. Any case, uh, so, so I'm gonna, uh, yeah, I got caught up in the inauguration i was watching the joseph biden inaugural speeches and i saw our friend ilhan omar clapping away at the front of the the uh, audience there i heard some of the things that i heard like the there was i forgot her name but there was a beautiful young poet who like rocked her face she just did so amazing what a beautiful poem and also lady gaga see in hebrew would be lady gaga Lady Gaga, yeah, she like she belted out that national anthem of the United States, and she also rocked it. Uh, but anyway, I, I we we're, we'll talk now about the inauguration. But I just wanted to say, but that I did not make the cocoa because I got caught up in making the dinner, and it was chicken, and then the chicken came out. It was hot. What was I going to do? Cocoa. So I really screwed up this winter very just, badly, courtesy of Joseph Biden. Okay, just so you know, cocoa no go with meat, <laughs> oh, oh. With, yeah, with chicken. It, it ain't, and it's a no go. And I didn't have like you know rice milk, and my kids would have sniffed that out in two seconds anyway. If I tried to use like parv milk, no, no, that, that would, that would never happened. work. That would never work. Listen, uh, yesterday yeah. was an emotional day, and I really d- d- definitely felt that for me personally, uh, there was discombobulation, and I suffered from discombobulanosity. Uh, and there was no vaccine for that uh, last night. Uh, and, uh, and the reason I've suffered from d- discombobulation is because, uh, I won't, I won't, I won't deny it and I won't hide it. Uh, I was, uh, strongly, 
uh, supportive of the policies of, of uh, President Donald Trump. Uh, and vis-a-vis of, Israel, especially. Vis-a-vis the Israel and the Middle East, especially. Right. And I felt that we were really on an upswing and really many of our... Uh, many of of the wish list of mm-hmm. of lies that we wanted to eviscerate from this world we're, we're starting to get erased. We're getting erased. I uh, saw I, I saw an article last night after the inauguration, um, saying that as far as the Abraham Accords was concerned, the next countries on the list were Mauritania and Indonesia, um, but that they just ran out of time. And one could say, well, what do you mean ran out of time? You can just go join the Abraham Accords now. And maybe that will happen. God willing, right? But, uh, you know, the Trump administration, like, gave attractive welcome packages to these countries. It's more than that, Monk. It's more than that. It's more than that. And this is an important thing to understand. The Trump doctrine was Israel should be our ally of the United States and should be a strong local country. Right. When the Arab and Muslim countries around that uh, around us understood that that like this is the party that's going to be supported, and add to that other things, which is like Iran is dangerous for us, uh, and uh, that the Palestinian Authority and the, the Palestinian thing is really very corrupt, and the people they, the, the the Arabs themselves that identify as Palestinians are themselves uh, not happy with the Palestinian Authority, and that Israel is really never going to leave these places, and that America recognizes them, and America recognizes the Golan Heights and Jerusalem. Jerusalem. And that whole thing is a big, big old waste of time. And what, the war, what whole thing? The you whole, mean fighting Israel the, and trying the, to shrink us down right. and trying to create new states out of our state. Right. And, and so it became a big waste of time. And so they started saying it's not worth it. And I wrote a big article on this on JNS and it was also translated and, and I put up, uh, I translated and put it up on, um, uh, on Mida magazine in Hebrew. And this was seven reasons why the Arab world is going post-jihad. This was my term, post-jihadism. And then I wrote a big article in Newsweek uh, about, uh, about the, the anti-lies policies uh, of President Trump. And so we were ready, really, really heading in a good direction. We were, I was hoping for another four years of, of President Trump. But now, you know, folks, I'm, just, I'm sorry, I'm just not going to get into his character and these issues. That's just, I have to worry about what, what we have to worry about here. And I'm not saying that that means at the cost of what's good for America, which, by the way, I'm, you know, I have my opinions, but I'm not going to opine here because I think this is an Israel show about Israel and not about America. I was talking about from here. Although, now, you know, Ishay, we have so many friends um, who are listening from the United States, and everybody is really looking to... Um, Everybody is really looking to the future and hoping that things are going to be good. And, you know, I think that there are people who listen to our show who voted for Biden and they believe in him. And they believe in his message. And I really want to say that I hope you're not I hope you get like the good unity and the progress and um, the the peace that you wanted. I, right. I am a mash do. And um, oh, that's why I'm talking I, about policies. Right. Well, I like while we uh, here in Israel are sad to see Trump go. Um, especially because of what that meant to us um, here in this region and, and what we feel like it really means meant to the world to have these kind of policies in place. Um, nonetheless, you know, I think that um, while Biden made a speech about unity, um, which, of course, I appreciate, you know, and, and here in Israel, we also want uh, unity. There's so many different kinds of Jews and and it's a particularly hard time Um uh, in terms of coronavirus and the economy and everything. So I understand that I think that is a very, very good call. I think that there should be a call for unity. At the same time, I saw in his speech kind of some like attacks on people who um, came, it seemed to me, 
it seemed to me, okay, attacks on people from the other side of the aisle, and then like going back to talking about unity, and then talking, it just, I don't know, I don't know. But um, I think that there is definitely hope. And um, certainly in America, America is very proud of its democracy and its ability to um, go four years with one candidate and then go four years with another candidate, go four years with another candidate and all these checks and balances and everything. And I really do want to bless America from the bottom of my heart. I want to bless America with um, upward mobility and progress and health and and unity and um, safety, wisdom, um, and just all the things that America wants. I really... Um, I was not a Biden supporter, right? But but Biden is the president of the United States now, and and I really hope God will um, give him the the mind and the heart to do the job properly and uh, sure. for the good of the whole world. Look, look, let's just let's just be real. Uh, I'm just going to talk about myself. I don't even want to include you because I know okay. these are sensitive topics. One second, one second. Don't, oh, oh, I sorry. needed that. I needed that. Uh, I, I I I needed to. I, I there's something on the internet right, that I wanted to show people. Right, we're just looking here. Uh, we're we're on our. Yishai, if you could before you make your comments, if you could scoot up a little bit closer because it makes it look like I have a super giant head and then you have a little head. No, that's the way it is. No, see, it's better now. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought that's the way it is. I thought you had the giant head and I had the little head. Anyway, well, uh, I want to say that just joking, just joking, Malka. I, I was I was making fun of myself, not of you. Yes. I want to say that I'm going to give President Joe Biden. The benefit of the doubt. I'm going to bless America, and I'm going to bless those people. Um, but you know, right. I, I think the likelihood is that we're going to have to go. Israel's going to ha- going to have to go into defensive a few years again. of def- people like us, especially, are going to have to go into the defensive mode. Okay. Well, and, we saw already yesterday. Wait. You saw there was a big um, ruckus because the U.S. Uh, ambassador to Israel, who was David Friedman up until a few hours ago, who was a uh, obviously an outwardly pro-Israel. Uh, person. His account, he now has a private account on Twitter. David M. Friedman is his new private account. But his account that he was using for the last four years was US AMB Israel. So that account belongs to the United States. And they're putting their new ambassador on top of that account, who I don't, I'm not sure if they have yet, that person. But they changed the title from US ambassador to Israel to US ambassador to Israel, West Bank, and Gaza for a little bit. And then everyone was like, what? And then they changed it back to U.S. ambassador to Israel. But it sort of felt like a little bit of a preview, um, like foreboding of things to come. Right. There's no. And, yeah. and, the, and the meaning of that is, is that the West Bank is, and is not, not Israel. Is not Israel. Of course, that's that's where we live. And that's what we believe is not only Israel, but the heart of Israel. But it's written in the book that it's Israel. Also, well, the book, capital T, capital B. That's right. And it's written right. now also in American policy. Right. I, I, I just here's the point that I wanted to get to. I gave you my opinion, dear folks that, that say, you know, uh, well, what about America is it good for it? I gave you our opinion from Israel. That's it. We're done. Now I want to say something completely different, which is hail to the chief. Akurish Baruch Hu, God of Israel. He's in the driver's he's the seat. Chief. He's still the chief. Right, he's he still was the chief. chief a week ago, and right. he's going to be a chief, the chief a week from now. Right. And, and so, for example, Joseph here on, uh, on, on, on Facebook writes, Biden is a disaster for Israel. Maybe maybe Biden is a disaster for Israel, but Israel is not going to face a disaster. We're moving forward. We're moving forward, and maybe he won't be. I don't know. I want to be open minded. Wait, now, I want don't one second, one okay. second. Yes. I just want to say, hail to the chief, the God of Israel is in the house. We are moving forward. 
Uh, for those people who are happy about Biden, great. For those people who are mourning, good. it should be great. Good. Absolutely. And for those people who are who are who are mourning Trump, I get you. Uh, but we, the Jewish people, and the Jewish story is moving forward. Amen. Everybody, say amen out there. Amen. Speaking of that, speaking of that, yes. we also have allies from around the world. For example. Here's, uh, here's Katrina, Katrina Smith, Juris. who says Shalom from the Czech Republic. Shalom. Okay, and, and later on, here's Cornell, who says Shalom from Romania. Shalom. And I just, oh, speaking of Romania, parenthetically, I just want to say, uh, last week I said that Melania Trump is from Ra- Romania. That is not true. She's from Slovenia. Okay. And that Sorry, was, Melania. That, that was a mistake of mine. Uh, so I want to fix that. Thank you, Ari uh, Silverman, for, for fixing my mistake. Uh, but the other thing I wanted to say is that we have friends in Eastern Europe, in India, and many other places around the world. There's many other places that are with us, uh, including millions of people in the United States and, and around the world, everywhere, or everywhere. And I have many friends that deal with pro-Israel people around the world. And we love you. And God bless you. And the show is here for you. And let us, let us feel strength inside. Let us feel the strength inside. And let's be thankful for the time that we just had and go forward. Let us connect with new people. Not because we want to connect with people because we need allies because we're afraid. No. No. The God Although of, I have to say that the, all of us need each other, Yusha. You know, right. it's not an Israel needs an ally with, you know, nations around the world. Otherwise, we're going to not make it. Right. But I think that one of the things we've learned in this coronavirus period is that we all lean on our allies. And our allies are our mom. Our allies are our friend. Our allies are our kids. And we want our allies. We need our allies, right? And it's not necessarily because you can't make it otherwise, but because that's what makes life sweet. You know, when you, when you can get together around, um, your family or get together around an idea and those, and, and that lifts you up and that gives your life a richness. And, you know, here in Israel, we, um, we symbolize something, I think, to a lot of people. And you should know that out there, you symbolize things to us too. Right. And so we, should be allies not just to survive although sometimes you need that let's just be honest sometimes you need an ally to survive but that's not like maybe you know for those people who feel like we're getting toward the end of history but i mean the end of history in terms of like the development of humankind not necessarily the coming of the messiah although i i hope for that too but i mean in terms of the like how humankind is developing Maybe if we're getting to that place of of the end of history, then we can kind of understand that we um, do have an interconnectedness, and that we can we can lift each other up, and we we should be there for each other to bring the good ideas out, to bring the best in each other out, to to um, you know to get to the truth more. Absolutely. Uh, so we have to feel strength. We have to give each other strength. Here is my friend Atta Farhat. Uh, who is a, a Druze leader, he writes, uh, the people of Israel will, I, th- I think, is that right, Atta? Remind me, am I, am I right? Am I in the right picture here? Uh, he's of, of Druze leadership, a pro-Israel Druze leadership in Israel. Writes, the people of Israel were and will remain the greater land of Israel before and after Biden. Trust in God. Amen. Amen. Very Amen. Nice. That's what I'm saying, everybody. Like, okay, you know what I mean? We have our partisan stuff, but the big picture is that we're coming home. And yesterday, speaking of discombobulation, mm-hmm. In discombobulation, uh, I was actually 
uh, in a class yesterday as the inauguration was happening in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, in this room, yeah. uh, there was something else that was going yeah. on, which is event. I was watching a class about the third temple. The third temple, really, and I'm talking about a real class about what the third temple uh, dimensions were, what they look will like, be. will be, uh, were according to uh, what the first temple looked like, the second temple looked right. like, and and, and therefore what and the, the third, third temple, temple according to Ezekiel. Mm. Ezekiel, Ezekiel writes about the third temple, and it's bigger, it's much bigger. Okay, uh, okay, so we talked about let's mock, let's what do we? I want to say one more thing though about the inauguration stuff. Is that okay? Because I've been thinking about this. Please. Again, blessings to the Biden supporters. Real blessings to you. God should, uh, God should show that your decision was a wise one. I really hope. I really bless you. Um, but for those of, of you out there who believe that the next four years are going to be very hard, um, those of you who did not vote for Biden, those of you who think it's bad for America or bad for Israel or bad for wherever it is that you are in the world, um, and especially maybe Jews can relate to this, um, we've been through so much, the Jewish people. We've been through so many highs and lows in history, um, and certainly, uh, you know, in personal lives also. We've been, you know, you've been through a lot. Whoever it is uh, I'm speaking to out there, you've been through a lot of things. And a Jewish person has to know how to look at a situation which seems dark and just ride it out roll with it, right. maybe even if you're doing a great job, maybe even become better through it, but definitely how to get through it without succumbing to it. That's right. Um, and so I want, to say, I want to give you strength out there, all of you who are listening and who feel unsure about how the future is. You got this. Like That's we've right. been through harder things than this. We can make it through this. You never know when a good thing is coming your way. Sometimes the thing looks like it's really bad. It's really good. Sometimes the thing looks, looks like it's really good. It's actually bad. Keep the faith. Keep strong. Get up every morning. Brush your teeth. Make your bed. Watch a little bit of comedy. Learn a little bit of Torah. Hug somebody who is corona-free. And, uh, and just keep living. That's keep right. doing it. Keep contributing in your own small way. And uh, the events will happen. Or try to influence uh, everything that you can for the good, and everything's going to be all right. Okay. Uh, Atta Farhat, uh, actually, I, I, I looked him up in my phone, and I have his contacts, but I didn't, I didn't spell it right, so I didn't come up. Then I remembered that I may have spelled it a different way. Uh, Atta Farhat is from the Druze Zionist Council. Right. The Druze. Amazing. Not Jews. Right, Druze people with a with a different religion, uh, uh, descendants of Jethro, just descendants of Jethro, absolutely, uh, that live on this land. How cool is right. that? As as a, as wonderful, proud citizens of Israel. That's right, and he is part of the Druze Zionist Council. And I want to tell you, Ata, uh, if you're still watching, I want you to know that you're invited on this show anytime. That to, would be amazing. To, yeah. That would be so interesting. I think that I have so, I many, that I have Atta, so many people that I want to interview. We want you on the show. Absolutely. There's so many people that I want to interview, and every week is just there's so many things going on. Uh, but Atta, definitely, uh, and great words uh, about really having faith. One thing that I'm going to take from the, from one of the many things I'm going to take from the Trump administration is uh, keep, make. Israel greater again. That's right. Make Israel greater again, Malka. Time to make those hats. Speaking of that, Malka, uh, I wanted to tell you this, and I'm going to just tell you on the show. I sent you a link today. Instagram, in their in their in their supernal wisdom, <laughs> keep keep advertising to me this brand of clothing called Palestinian Roots, and Palestinian Roots. 
the people that are that are that are uh, modeling these clothes, yep. they seem like they may be of Arab descent, right? And they're wearing a lot of like more Arab kafias, k- well kafia designs, but kafia also designs. hats on their socks and on the hats and on the shirts. They have a thing called it says Palestine Palestinian roots. The map that they have on this on this ad is strangely like the map of Israel. And it says not strangely, it is the map of Israel. Oh, right, that's what it is. It's the map of Israel, <laughs> and I want to. And say, they call it Palestine. So, two things I want to tell you. First, where thing does is, that leave our two-state solution? First thing I want to tell you is, is that ASAP today. I want you to please order me. No, some, I'm telling you right now. I want some of that stuff. You're gonna I, pay money for that? Uh, first thing, I want to wear it. I want to no! be like. I want to be like. That's right. <laughs> this, that's right. That's right. We're the original Palestinians, and that's uh, fine. And I want to wear that stuff right. proudly. And I want to be Which able to show it to. Which one do you them. want? Do you want a socks? No, I want a hat. You a know, hat? I want a hat. You know, I like hats. Uh, I do like hats. You so, don't want some of those kafia pajamas they have there? Uh, those not, are cute. Well, you know, if. Nope. If, keep if, going. <laughs> if you think so, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, okay. oh, oh, my gosh. Cut. I was going to make a completely improper joke. But okay. Uh, but what I do want is I want a, I want a hat and I want, I want the Palestinian root stuff because All I right. want to be able to say that. And second thing I want to say is uh, we. We got to make our own merch. Yeah, I want to make merch, no, but no. I don't know how to make merch. Just I think about it all the time. You should know that. I think about it all the time. Okay, if you're listening to the show and you care about us at all, then I want you to write in to Fleischer at gmail.com this week. No, 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 no. Yishai, what do you mean no, no, no? The email's wrong. Oh, I got it wrong. What Yish, is it? Yishaifleischer.com. Yishaifleischer.com. You got that? Or Yishaifleischer.com. Or Yishai. Or Yishai at Hebron.com, okay? Y-I-S-H-A-I. At Yishai Fleischer.com. Fleischer, no C. No C. F-L-E-I-S-H-E-R. Keep the C for savings. Dot com. Okay. And say, what kind of merch? I cannot. I can't. Oh. I can't, okay? I was born before the year 2000. I can't say merch, okay? I have to say merchandise. I can't say merch. You can say swag. Fine. What kind of swag right. would you be interested in? From YishaiFleischer.com. That's what I would like to know. What kind of stuff do you think is cool? So so I want to actually turn to the, to the people, uh, both listening right now live or later or on the podcast, and I want to say two things. What merch, swag, merchandise stuff would you like? Would you think would be cool? Because we got a lot of great- f- We got so many ideas. We got so many great uh, phrases and stuff that, that could be a lot of fun. You can and also th- sponsor a batch of merch. Batch of merch. Batch of merch. The other thing is I want to ask people is, other than Facebook and Twitter, what social media would you like to see people like myself on? What would you like to connect to? Is MeWe a thing for you? Is Telegram a thing for you? I want to hear. Uh, someone said that Parler is supposed to be coming back. Parler, I, I, I want to hear. I tried Parler. I found it hard. I want to hear what you, what's your experience out there. And I'm serious. I want your email on this. I mean it now. I want, I'm crowdsourcing response here. I'm using all the modern terms here. Okay? Wow, Isha, I'm you're cra- so with it. It's I'm crowdsourcing crazy. your merch. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so re- please uh, do me a favor and, and get that info to me uh, through my emails. Um, and then Lou writes, my good friend Lou writes, uh, he writes, make Israel great again. All right. No, Lou, make Israel greater again. Okay, wink, wink. And let's talk about uh, what Erica says. She says, 
Israel doesn't need anybody other than Hashem. If the government should do as he said in the Tanakh, you don't need to be afraid. He promised never to give up on you and, and be with you. Such a promise and privilege, Baruch Hashem. Baruch Hashem. Well, you know, I could just turn off the screen right now because we don't really need anything else other than understanding that. Uh, and indeed, following a policy that is faithful and fateful. I, I, I'd like a book, Faithful and Fateful. What do you think? Mm. Is, that, is that a good title, Marco? Okay. And, and uh, Luis says, Yisha, I wish I knew where I could hear you speak about the U.S. politically, especially with Trump not in office, to hear how we, the people, might respond to our people and representatives in uh, in 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 a Israeli helpful way. Your perspective, point of view. Just saying, yes, we Jews can roll with it, but also turn a problem into an opportunity. Right. How do I say I love you in Hebrew? I love you both. Aww. First thing I say I love you is very simple. Ani in plural for plural for more than one people. And ani from a feminine. Ani ohevet. Ani here. Maybe I should do feminine, not to confuse them. Ani. It's not confusing in our time, sweetie. <laughs> By the way, I saw that Biden signed a new, he's like signed all this new legislation on his first day. Yeah. And one had to do with um, gender equality and tran- transgender rights and stuff. Amen and a woman. Okay. So. Um, <laughs> that, that's, that's the other thing, everybody, really. A shtickle, this is really what died. Two things died recently. The first thing that died was truth. Truth didn't die, but it went underground. What is the truth these Hard days? Hard to say. Hard, Hard to, to say. say. And, 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 and on the next segment that people will hear on the podcast with Rev. Mike Foyer, he said that today in certain circles, assertion that you have the truth is an act of violence. Violence? Yes, because it's like you, you now oh, want to subjugate man. me with your That's truth. That's rough. Yeah. But the other thing that went into hiding is humor. Yeah. Can't and, laugh about anything. Yeah, so you gotta you you gotta laugh, and I promise you, friends. I promise you, uh, laughter is a big is a big uh, a, a big crutch that you could lean on. I myself, for example, a lot of and I have a lot of uh, let's say interlocutors of, from the other side on on social media. Oftentimes, when somebody says mean things to me, I call them silly instead of calling them bad names like you blink blink blinkity blink, all that kind of stuff. I just go. You're being silly, and and just that, or with a smiley face, and just that way of communicating that doesn't show that you're always stressed out by other people's stress. Just to kind of laugh it off a little bit, we're gonna we're gonna laugh it off. And I want to tell you something. I think that President Obama, in my opinion, was not a friend to Israel and wanted bad for Israel. That's my opinion. Okay. And that's my, I would call it my learned opinion in the sense that I think I studied this well. But I want to tell you something. A lot of the stuff that he did turned into pro into positive stuff for Israel. Okay, including the empowerment of Iran brought many of the Arab states into our into into our corner. Right, and so and so there you go. Uh, Hashem has got His plan, uh, and we got we got to be. Of course, of course, the simple political aspect is be strong in your land. Don't give up your land, and we are seeing a wholesale theft today by the Palestinian Authority of the land of Israel. That, friends. It should be a simple policy that the state of Israel should adopt now, which is to hold on to the land that's ours and not have it stolen away from us by folks that are uh, doing really the most basic of all crimes, which is theft. That we should not allow. Right. Okay. Well, let's get back to Luisa's question, though, because she asked, how do you say I love you? Yes. Now, if I'm saying it, I go, Ani ohevet otach. I love you, lady. 
Or if I want to say it to a boy, I say, Ani ohevet otcha. I love you. Right. And, the, and I, the, yeah. key, the key word there is ahava, ahava, love. And that's, how do you say it if you're a man? Ani ohev otach, ani ohev otcha, ani ohev otchem. I love all of you. I love everybody in this room. Okay. Anachnu ohevim otchem. Anachnu ohevim otchem. We love Anachnu you. Anachnu ohevim otchem. I love you. I love you. I love you like a lot. I love you a lot. Let's Very. Have, let's have peace. Okay. Let's okay, have peace okay. and high tech. Okay. And falafel. Okay. <laughs> merch. Okay. Merch. <laughs> uh, Luis says, put up all your sayings and merch ideas and let us vote on it. Mm, Simple. That's a good idea. But then everyone will know our awesome ideas. Yeah, but they don't care. They want you to make it. And yeah, then they want to wear it. They want to wear the stuff, Malka. Yeah. They want to wear it. Okay. You wear it well. Pierre Cardin, so, God bless him. Yeah. Uh, Lou says, I think you should check out Rumble, which is similar to YouTube. It's growing as a platform very rapidly. I, I want to get on Rumble. I want to rumble over to Rumble. I just like that name. I like that Rumble. Or Rumble. I feel Rumble a lot of times in the morning before I eat my breakfast. Uh, but I want to rumble definitely forward. What else do we want to talk about on the show, Malka? What else was, um, was there anything else? Well, that we, we got the Corona. We could always talk about that. Corona, oh. Coronavirus getting better. Uh, we're still getting reports from different people about how incredibly great slash horrible it is to get the coronavirus vaccine. That never gets old. Who got horrible? You know, not that it hurts them or something, but that pe- not that they let every, every, suffer. Every single person I've spoken to is... there's a lot of people who say it's horrible, don't get it, no, no, it's no, so no, bad no. for you. No, no, we're not going there on the show. <laughs> that, we're, we're not done, going, we're done. We're done with that. I'm not, I'm not going there. Okay, so we're that, not going there. And, and, but there's a lot of people right now who are in B-Dude. Wait, wait. Everybody that I know that got the, vir- the, the vaccine is fine. I have not heard one personal. I, and here's, yes. here's my thing. I'm trying to commit now to truth that I know. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I want to report truth that I know. And I know that my friends, not all, many, many of them, but four, five, six, seven, who have had the, uh, the yes, vaccine. Yes, they're, they're feeling fine. Feeling fine. Okay. But you know people it. who aren't going to be getting it also. I know people who aren't, but I'm not going there. I'm, I'm really, I'm not this show. Uh, okay. I'm also, I don't want to go there. It's too, uh, do what you think is right. God bless you. You know what I mean? <laughs> do, do your thing. I don't, I don't want to, I'm not a medical doctor. Well, I will say though. But I do play one on TV. I, I will say though that, that governmental reports are that the uh, Pfizer vaccine is doing very well here in Israel and that some 98% of people are showing that they have antibodies after receiving the second shot. Um, the the whole world is really looking to Israel now because Pfizer made a deal with uh, Israel that it would test the vaccine on Israel and give them all like huge amounts of vaccine in exchange for all the data. So Israel is vaccinating itself already. Anyone 40 and over, boy, I'm almost qualified. <laughs> You're never going to qualify. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone 40 and over is uh, is entitled now to take a uh, take a number to make an appointment and to go get their first vaccine. Yep. And I know people who have already had their second vaccine. Yep. And it's going to get you something called like a green passport, which basically gives you access to all the stuff that you wanted access to, to the airport, to um, cultural events and stuff that they're going to start to let open up again to people who have gotten both vaccines. Uh, right now, nobody's talking about children. Um, but I did hear, like, I keep seeing in articles about coronavirus that they expect to have the whole population vaccinated by March. And the whole po- when they say the whole population, I guess they mean children, too. So that's like a whole other question. Look, look what look what Angela Barnes writes. She okay. likes she writes something so you know, Angela, 
God bless you because you're writing something something so true and something right. so basic. Right. I would like teaching materials for teaching Israeli history to children with oh. activities and workbooks. That's like the most wonderful American question I've ever seen. Yeah, it's 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 it's. I don't know if it's American or no. Not. It it's is plain. because in America you go on Amazon, or I guess in the UK you can too. But in America you go on Amazon, and there's like. 25 workbooks for any topic that you want 25 different workbooks and activity books with colors with pictures with with everything and it's made so well and the truth is angela i'll look into it um but the truth is that i'm not sure if such a thing exists angela please write us an email uh with hashtag uh uh, uh teaching materials uh email to uh yishai yishai fleischer.com or yishai at uh the land of or you should Hebron.com. It really depends on you. It really depends on your feelings. <laughs> which, like what, which what you name need to, do you yeah. want? Because, because like God, I have many names. Okay, many yes, emails. Okay, just like God. <laughs> to me. Uh, actually, uh, j- just the reason I made that joke just now uh, is because uh, many years ago, I've told this story before, but, but I, I love this story because uh, it happened so spontaneously that many years ago, a child, I was giving a speech to a, a, a huge group. I happen to remember where it was and who the group was. It happened to be a, a group of homeschooling parents mm. and children. And we were living in Beit El and yes. we were on the water tower there. And this big, big like water tower that you could stand on. And this child, I was explaining about the about God and, and, and God's name and how he called Jacob back. And the child asks me, he says, why does God have so many different names? And and Hashem shot a thought into my mind. And that thought was, I said to him, it's like a very powerful businessman who's got different email accounts. One for this business, one for this business, one for family. And he's got he's got all these accounts. And so and they've got different names. And when you turn to God vis-a-vis this email account, you're asking for this kind of issue, but of course it goes to the same God, God entity, right. uh, you know, well, the, the, the businessman, the metaphor, businessman right. the metaphor. And that's, that's how I explained the, the names of God. And, and that's where I made that joke from right now. Uh, Maka, speaking of the names of God, uh, uh, this show is sponsored. Uh, God sponsors us all, all the time, but it's right. also sponsored by, by many good organizations and, and friends, uh, to our, our, uh, our, our skincare products. Okay. One is, uh, I mean, beard isn't skin, but, but facial, facial, facial product. Care. One is, one is olive male. Uh, and, uh, when you're, when you get olive male beard bomb, you are going to be the bomb. Okay. <laughs> because you are going to be, uh, as we say, moving from just a rabbi to a sage, or from just a rabbi to a chacham, you are really going to be embalmed. Okay, upgrade the, your man. Upgrade with, your manliness. With male. Right from the land of Israel, so it's Hebrew, <laughs> Hebrew masculinity, not toxic, not toxic masculinity. I think it's organic. Max- yeah, organic masculinity mm-hmm. from the Hebrew homeland, which is really really neat. Uh, so check out alephmail.com. Put in coupon code Yishai10, get 10% off, and you will be... Now, the only thing is, is I recommend to grow a beard first, okay? I just want to say that. That's an asterisk. But the other <laughs> thing is, if not, you could use it on your hair or other things. But but I recommend to grow out the beard first. That's that's Aleph Male. However, let's say you're not in the beard thing, because either you, you're not... Not beard I don't, I want, I don't want to say which sex you may be. Like you're a Not girl. To, I don't want to say that because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, you know. But if you self-identify as a beardless person 
or even a person or what does the word beard even a person mean? with a beard yeah whatever so or without a beard my point <laughs> i'm making fun of course but what i mean is humor if you want if, if you just have good old skin that you want to treat right Why would, oh uh, yeah this it, is that's salves of salves jerusalem. jerusalem but salves. all persons can use salves of jerusalem on all parts yeah pretty much yes okay and especially in this winter time you're getting all chappy yeah, you don't want to. You don't want you don't the want chat. That, that's so right. So you got some nice, wonderful, also, organic. But that hurts my feelings. Like, why would you say in this period? Like, maybe it's not winter time. You know, half the audience could be on the other that is, hemisphere. That's Malka. true. You know, have a, have a little like. Don't be hemispherically. Well, Australians just want the like the glow. Yeah, but don't be don't be a hemispheric. Uh, uh, aggression. Bigot, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are never gonna stop making these jokes ever. <laughs> hemispheric bigot. Tune in next week. <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite jokes in this whole period yeah. i can never get it out of my mind was was <laughs> was this was this uh, like during passover cleaning yeah and you see like somebody scooping up like a piece of bread yeah and the piece of bread is like wait i self-identify as matzah right okay. <laughs> i wah, love wah. that one um okay 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 so now back to oh so so we talked about aleph mail we talked about sows of jerusalem get your soul glow Okay, so check out salvesofjerusalem.com, put in coupon code Yishai, bang, to get 10% off. Uh, our good friends at Trevor. We're a veritable savings bank for you guys. So you don't want to lose money. You want to get that yeah. order now. Uh, you, you, um, uh, check out Trelet, T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T. Right, you got Adar rolling around. You know, we're almost at Tubishvat. Hey. Oh, I wanted to talk with you about this. Can we I, talk about it here? You could talk about this. I want to yeah. do a live yeah, yeah. stream to be Seder A live to Seder. Are you guys interested in that? Let us know. You can also email or you can write here also. We're, we're still broadcasting live from Facebook, from Twitter, from, from what am I missing? YouTube. Are we on, are we on uh, Telegram right now? Uh, no, not live stream. I just sent the link to uh, my group, but you, you okay, can join my live. new, my new group, the Yishai Fleischer, uh, Israel is real, uh, group <laughs> on uh, Telegram, or, no, real Israel. That's what I called it. Real and Israel. And of course you can email Yishai at Yishai at Yishaifleischer.com and let us know, would you be interested in taking part in a Tubishvat Seder that's right. live with us from Judea? That's right. Uh, so that's coming up uh, next week. Tubishvat, uh, Jewish, uh, Arbor Day. Uh, and we speak for the trees. <laughs> okay, um, that's that's it. Wait, so wait, wait, wait. So Tchelet, that the reason you mentioned that is because uh, yes, because is, Adar um, is coming up. Adar, and the we have Purim. And that's right. We celebrate Tchelet Mordechai, the the Tchelet that Mordechai wore, right, mentioned in Megillat Esther. Right. Uh, so let's um, let's get get you get you decked out in some biblical blue blue string, which is back uh, after two thousand years hiatus, and so therefore I highly recommend you check out. Uh, Oh, Yaakov walks as not Twitch. Oh my God, I don't even know what Twitch is. Okay. Oh, Andrea Phelps says get on Twitch. What is this, people? Are you serious? What is Twitch? What is that? I don't even All know right, what we'll, that is. We'll look into it. Uh, oh my gosh, are you serious? Get more. Our phones are going to explode. <laughs> yeah, seriously, <laughs> seriously, get more RAM, people. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> seriously, that's that's my one piece uh, of advice. Andrea wants. Andrea says yes to the Tubishvat. Yes, and so uh, and 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 so does. Uh, other people any case okay uh do we have any more sponsors that we want to talk about hebron fund the hebron jewish community fund. so of hebron. important i gotta tell you people there's not any tourism happening up in hebron right. right now um and so your support for that site will help a lot of basic stuff um continue to happen all kinds of uh upkeep and things like that right 
Also, I won't lie. I think it's, uh, and I'm not saying this just to squeeze your money out of you, but I genuinely think that it's a merit to take part in um, the support of uh, the tombs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, no Sarah, doubt. Rebecca, and Leah. Um, and of course, you can, uh, any of your donations can be dedicated to, in honor of someone, in memory of someone, of ce- celebration of something. Um, and it's a beautiful way to uh, do something Jewish and pass it forward. Amen. Uh, and a woman. And the other thing I want to say is uh, check out Blessed by Israel. Yes. You can be blessed by by buying, B-U-Y, buying something from Israel. And it'll come to your house wherever you are. Uh, and that's really fun to have Israel come to you. So that's blessedbyisrael.com. Coupon code Yishai will give you 12% off. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and I guess uh, the other last uh, three sponsors are the Land of Israel Network, which has many other great shows. Uh, check them out. And, and uh, Ari and Jeremy... Uh, the creators of uh, the Land of Israel Network also now have this uh, beautiful uh, fellowship. Join right. them, On check Sundays, it out. On Sundays, they have a live program, uh, right. uh, especially for um, non-Jewish supporters of Israel around the world, but also Jewish supporters. There are Jewish supporters who are ter- tuned bet. in. It's certainly uh, Jewish-friendly. Um, and some people who are taking part in it just absolutely love it, so it's worth looking into. That's right. And um, finally, our organization, which has a lot of people working for it, you know, we got uh, we got Ben Bresky, we got Yocheved, we got Yolena, uh, we got uh, m- myself and Malka, and we we're trying to push it out. A Moshe. lot of platforms. Moshe, of course. Tabitha. Oh my God, Tabitha. Well, Tabitha works for the Land of Israel Network. God bless her. Thank you so much for for getting it out. Any 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 case, the point is the team. There's a lot of folks working to get the message out to you. Appreciate that. Uh, the, if you appreciate this programming, appreciate the folks that make it happen, uh, funding makes all the difference. So thank you. Check out com. We recently redid the, the donate page. We take things like, we'll, we'll take your Zelle, we'll take your Cash App, we'll take Venmo. your Google, Venmo, Google Pay, Schmoogle Pay that's as well. That's very convenient. Schmoogle Pay is excellent. Schmoogle Pay. Schmoogle Pay, that's right. Uh, we'll take you whatever, however you, you got it, we, we can take it. And, and we and you're not you're not you're not actually um, you're not actually supporting us. You're being part of it. You're right. really being part of it. That means a lot. Last sponsor of the show is second to last is you, Malka. I want to thank you so much yes, for making things you. happen. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you for your patience and your time, your dedication. Thank you to the God of Israel, who has given us such a he's demnut, such an opportunity to be alive in this time, and right now. If you're a little bit down or whatever it is, get strength up. Get 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 up right now. Corona is going to leave this world. Israel is going to move forward. We're going to be building a third temple starting now. It's it's coming soon. Temple 3.0, uh, and uh, that's a good hat, right? That would be cool, you're right? Coming we soon. We bring that, yeah. Temple 3.0. Right, coming uh, coming soon. Elijah coming soon. Temple 3.0. I think that people really like that. Uh, and I want to bless you, my friend, uh, who does such a great job at tweeting. Uh, also, Johan Biju George. Uh, says, God bless you, brother. God I, bless you. And I send you back uh, blessings wherever you're from, wherever you guys are at. Again, write us an email. It makes a big difference. Uh, and uh, and Yaakov says, we have comments on YouTube. Yeah, I see some of the comments on YouTube, uh, uh, Yaakov. I see them. Any case, well, Maybe there's more that we're not seeing. Maybe. Uh, but in any case, what, one thing is for sure is that, uh, oh, he says, J- Johan says, he says, "Hail Jerusalem." Yes. That's right. <laughs> hail Jerusalem. I like that. I like that. I think, uh, "Hail, hail to the chief in Jerusalem." I got to figure out exactly the title of the show. And speaking of the show, if you want to connect to uh, the show, uh, Johan is connecting from India. If you want to connect to the podcast, 
Uh, please uh, sign up for our podcast or found anywhere. Just type in Yishai Fleischer podcast. It's on all the, right, all the, all the all major, the major stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, um, and, and if you are listening to the podcast, then coming up right now is Rav Mike Foyer with the Torah portion of the week. Uh, and if you are on, uh, on social media, you could just go back down on like Facebook and on, and on Twitter and you could see uh, my recording with Rev Mike Foyer. Uh, I want to thank everybody so much again. I want to thank, uh, I think, did I say thanks to Ben Bresky? Yes. I did, right? Ben and the rest of the team and Moshe and Yocheved and Yelena and Tabitha, you guys are great. And uh, lots of love. And as we say here on the show, blessings from the land of blessings. And Shabbat Shalom. Shabbat Shalom. Thanks for listening. Shalom, everybody, and welcome to the Ishai Fleischer Show, broadcasting live on Facebook, on Periscope, on YouTube, and of course on my podcast, the Ishai Fleischer Israel Podcast, broadcasting on the Land of Israel Networks. Uh, and there is Lou Weiss joining us. Shalom, Isha and Rav Mike. And Benji says the sound looks good and uh, peace flows since sound and video okay. So that means that we are ready. Rev Mike Foyer joins us. Rev Mike, shalom and welcome. Well, shalom, Isha. It's good to see you. It's great to see you. It's great to have you uh, on board right now. I know that uh, we have to end in, in about 45 minutes uh, because you have to go get your inoculation vaccine, vaccination. That, that is the truth. I am joining the masses here in our wonderful country, which is mastered vaccine distribution while at the same time almost completely ignoring the spread of the virus it's kind of an interesting combination <laughs> my my theory is that we're, we're just going for herd immunity as fast as humanly possible and since you can't actually get everybody the vaccine at once we'll just let everyone else get sick <laughs> maybe maybe it's a giant uh, placebo thing and that's why we have all these uh, vaccines and and yet it keeps well, going we have we have become a lab for pfizer so it wouldn't surprise right. me if some number of us are getting the uh, sort of control right. test there <laughs> well, the director general of the Jewish community of Hebron got a, a phone call, Ori Carson got a phone call telling him that he was positive uh, for, for Corona, and yet he informed them delightfully that he had not even taken a test. So what were they referring Ooh. to? <laughs> now they've just begun to tag you by statistics. You must be positive, right? That's right. And this show, by the way, is dedicated to Uri because it is his birthday. Uh, oh. And I want to wish him really Perfect. continued success in leading the Jewish community forward, uh, the Jewish community of Hebron forward for strength and continued vitality, uh, a reborn vitality. That, that's right. I mean, and also, uh, and also uh, for him and the, the Jewish community, which, which protects the tombs of the forefathers and mothers all the way from 3,800 years ago. So really neat stuff. So happy birthday to you, Uri. Um, you're getting a vaccine. And today also is the day... Uh, that is the last day of the Trump administration. And Indeed. so uh, there was a uh, what I thought was a quite beautiful uh, farewell address uh, by President Trump, which I thought was was conciliatory and and peacemaking and stood on on the successes, including one success, which I thought to myself that, boy, you'd think that the liberals would appreciate more. And what he said was, I'm really the first president in a long time who hasn't gotten America into any new wars. Yeah, there's, I've seen a bit of that in the press. No, in the in not in the liberal press, but amongst the sort of like social media and the conservative side, which I hadn't really thought about. And he has managed to stay out of conflict, right. which is an impressive feat. It is. It is. And and, and uh, you know, uh, there's, there's so many different opinions and so many hot opinions, including uh, an opinion piece that I wrote in the, uh, in, the in the Newsweek, uh, which I did get read. Yeah, how was that? How did it look to you? Uh, and I, I, I agree with the sentiment that um, they, 
this idea of a, like a reality-based foreign policy, like a, you know, speaking about truth instead of ideology. And also, whatever one feels about President Trump, the fact that he came from outside the established policy community offered opportunities, which I hope won't be lost with the incoming administration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, there's, there, as, as I was saying before, it's, it's a very passionate and heated debate. A good friend of yours and mine uh, said to me on, uh, on, on WhatsApp, he was writing to me, he says to me, maybe I'll just read it directly, maybe it'll, it'll sound better. And I, I don't want to say exactly who it is, but he, uh, let's say... He who shall not be named. That's right. He writes, what troubles me more is the extent to which the Trump years revealed Israel's national camp to still suffer from exilic thinking. We shouldn't want a better emperor in Washington, but freedom from the empire. The dangers of a friendly U.S. administration that seeks to take 70% of the territories from Israel is more dangerous than an unfriendly administration that wants to take 100%. Israel knows how to resist Asaf's bite, but not his kiss. So long as our national camp is is so full of slaves... Ooh. Uh, El Khayani is the one of the mayors of uh, in uh, the Jordan Valley, uh, who was kind of more more anti-Trump. He says El Khayani's analysis is correct. A Biden administration will be safer for Israel. I wrote back. Sorry, but I disagree. The Trump years were about the Gentiles accepting the truth of Israel, and about the good side of Asaph splitting off. From Lavan, and I meant by that like the the the, um, the 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 years of trickery and lying, saying that you support us, but actually, in fact, not support us and support our enemies, Lavan style, and bringing Ishmael into alliance with Israel. And then I explained feeling the need to have a bad Asav so that Jews don't fall for it is actually exilic thinking. Ooh, like you need a boogeyman to keep Jews in line. Yeah, kind of like anti-Semitism keeps you Jewish. Right. It's like, it's like, oh, we'll be much better off if they really, really hate us. And, you know, this is, I think, on your, in your history podcast, you, you must have covered uh, Napoleon and the Alti-Rebbe's position, the first Lubavitcher Rebbe's position, that, that that kind of freedom was going to be bad for us. But I don't think this is like that. I think it's much more, I, I don't think that Trump did a lot for Israel. He did a lot of stuff to scale back the stuff that America was doing that was anti-Israel, uh, and and thereby bringing, as as you said before, as and as I mentioned in Newsweek, a reality-based or truth-based uh, foreign policy, which is like, why are we saying that we support our ally, but actually support its enemies? Why, why would we give uh, pallets of cash and, and and a green light for an Iranian nuclear bomb? Why would we give money that we know goes to Palestinian Authority-sponsored uh, ter- terror? Why would we do that? Let's stop doing that. That's not good for us. Why do we keep our ally weak? And I, to me, it's not like it's not like it was a gift to Israel. It was like a gift to America to stop talking out of two sides of its mouth. I mean, I think it's a gift in general, you know. And and it's one of the things that um, that maybe we can expect from the incoming administration. There's some like very clear talk of opposition. But I think you're right. They sort of like doublespeak, which became acceptable, particularly in Americans' uh, Middle Eastern policy, will be much harder to establish, reestablish, um, in the wake of the Trump administration's sort of a, the attempt to, to, like you said, the, to pursue a reality-based policy. So we'll see. It right. all begins today. Now, now uh, that begins today. 
And uh, we're exactly in the Torah portions uh, of dealing with Pharaoh, right? Uh, and, uh, you know, a, a new lot one of, that didn't know Joseph. That's right. There's a new one that didn't know Joseph or, or didn't or know Joseph. Maybe his name was like Joseph, you know? You notice uh, that? Uh, uh, like, 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 you know? Okay. In any case, he didn't know himself or something like that. But interesting, here's another twist of, of thought that I heard from Arya Bromwitz. And Arya Bromwitz on, on uh, one of the recent uh, uh, Israel fellowships, Land of Israel fellowships, he said something that I never heard before. He said that the idea that, that, that God limited the freedom of Pharaoh is actually the opposite. Limited his, uh, what, what, uh, what am I looking for here? His freedom choice. of choice. His choice, yeah. right? Is he, he, you know, the Torah says that he stopped him from having free choice, basically. Uh, but Ari Brahmitz explained in the name of the Sephorno that, um, that actually what God did was actually give him free choice. Because when God revealed himself in Egypt with all these, with all these plagues, it became kind of impossible to believe that there isn't a God. Right. And, that, and, that, and, that, and that Israel shouldn't be freed. So he returned to him as free choice so that he can choose to do exactly what he wanted to do, which is to say no. Uh, and and to be like nice. no, I don't believe in this God, and I don't want to release the Jews, right? Uh, yeah, and I mean it's very profound because that means he would if he had chosen to do what was right, he would have chosen to do what was right because it was right, and not because of the duress of the sort of direct exposure of God's will. Right, that's right. And Lou, Lou reminds us we're talking about free will, free will. Speaking free of willy. free will. Spe yes, free willy. That's right. Speaking of free will, uh, one of the main things that uh, you know, how much will and choice do we really have? In many ways, we're very limited. In our, in our, we don't decide when we're born. We don't even decide a good amount of our intellect. We don't really even decide a good amount of the station that we are in life. There's a lot of things that are kind of predetermined your, your, for us. Your gender, your genetics, your education, your etc. I mean, there's actually very little which you do decide. What's that? I missed that last part. There was a buffer. What'd you say? I said there's very little which you do decide. Right. And that's that's why our sages say, Right. That, that actually everything's in the hands of heaven except um, the fear of God. Mm -hmm. Meaning what you do is actually you choose who you serve. You choose the story within which you fit the experiences of your life. Mm -hmm. You choose how you respond to that which you've been given. So, so the choices that we do have are very much informed by the content that we consume, the media that we, that we watch. Um, and we've really seen manipulations of that recently. And I really don't care now on what side of the political aisle you're on. That's really not important. The fact is, is our, is our thinking is being manipulated by people who think about how to manipulate thinking. Think about and what make I'm trying a lot to say. Of, and make a lot of money off of it. Right, make a lot of money. <laughs> and, and somebody's scientifically approaching how to keep us addicted and how to keep us in a certain mental line. Think about that you, for a second. You have been hacked. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Oh your gosh. mind... Your mind has been hacked, both on a, a biochemical perspective and a psychological perspective. Your mind has been hacked. Wow, wow! I got to tell you, I think I found a a Greek quote. I think my mom helped me find it from. I think it's Aeschylus or or a Greek. I don't know how to pronounce this, but he said the the first casualty of war is the truth. Mm -hmm. 
And I really feel like we're living in a time where truth as a commodity is rarefied. It's become very rare to really know what truth is. Uh, uh, I mean, I would I would take that one step further is that, that there's huge portions of Western culture, at least, that are now actively fighting against the very idea. Forget, like, because truth is a rare commodity, at least implies that it's there and it can be found and it, et cetera. But, but a huge part of the postmodern element of Western society is actually in an active fight against that, that to even claim there is such a thing as truth is, is an act of, of, of um, sort of basically power and violence. Mm. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. a, that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a mind spinning thought to me. Right. I see exactly what you're saying. If you're postmodern, everybody's got truths. And if you're, if you want to say, I have truth, that is an act of violence. It's an act of violence and, and, wow. and, and, and indubitably motivated by a desire for power. Wow, that, that is that. Yeah, that that is <laughs> that's a fascinating thought. Uh, I am really. I just want to say that I am very happy that within uh, within uh, various uh, circles there is um, new technologies that are coming to challenge some of the both thought control and the and the peering into of our lives. For example, Signal um, or DuckDuckGo or these guys that are saying, "Hey." We understand that privacy is important to you. We don't. We don't want to get into your kishkas. We want to help you search the internet freely without thinking that somebody's looking over your shoulder. And I just, I like, I, I downloaded DuckDuckGo the other day into my phone, uh, on the advice of our friend Zev, and How's I was it just work? like, it's great and it feels great. Now, now, do I do I know for sure that this Android phone, which is a Google phone, is no longer spying on me? No, but I, I like. But I like the I like the atmosphere that somebody's gone up to challenge. And you and I, before the show, we were talking that it could be that that one of the things, and this happens sometimes with power hungry entities, that they that the tech giants maybe overstep their bounds just enough for people to be like, wait a minute, I'm not actually comfortable with giving you my all my information for free. I'm not comfortable with becoming my data being your commodity. And I'm not comfortable with you hacking my brain, like you were just saying. Uh, and so and so I, I want to support those entities that uh, that are like, yeah, no, we're going to give you your privacy back and we're going to challenge the big boys. And that's that to me, by the way, is a sign of a certain health in America and, and in the world that I, I was happy to see that such a thing is rising up now. Yeah, no, at a certain point, the um, the radical individualism that technology offers, I mean, there's, there's kind of two ways that technology goes. I can live in my own world, but I can also be completely consumed by by somebody else's but the the more um accessible the technology becomes the more it opens the door for the for actual freedom the, the problem is, is are we willing to walk through it right or or is is the sort of um temptation of convenience and of going with the flow and and a, a very naive trust that we've all had in in the industries that created these things you know it's a not a simple equation that's driving people that's right, but 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 when you overstep your bounds, you kind of remind people. Wait a minute! It's a wake up call, right? I don't want to be your robot. <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not here to serve. Resistance is futile. It's like right. uh, maybe it's not so futile, you know. Maybe it's good to you know. And I always say this, and I wish I had a, a softer way of of saying this. But 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 my mother once pointed out to me a, a very famous study that women that struggle against their accosters in rape situations 
were much healthier, even though they may have been more battered in the short term, they fared better psychologically later on. And yes. that really taught me, that study taught me that struggling, even without necessarily winning, struggling is itself uh, a very a very healthy value. And the fact that people are struggling to get their privacy back now, I think, is a healthy value. Yeah, but it's, it's uh, part of a larger conversation about agency and the role that agency plays in um, both the human condition and in psychological behavior. I tell people in my counseling all the time that, that um, you know, for instance, someone who perhaps is uh, facing a divorce situation, right, and feels that, um, you know, it could be easy to throw in the towel and, and, and enter into the conflict, et cetera. But, but I always say, listen, you got to do what's right, even when you think it's not going to work. Because should you not win the race, you still want your legs to be pumping for all they're worth when the whistle blows. Because then at least you can look yourself in the eye every morning and say, I did everything I could. Mm-hmm. And that, that maintenance of agency beyond any hope for success or achievement, et cetera, is a critical element of um, a sense of self-worth and uh, age, you know, just a, a ability to function in life. All right. So let's, that's great. Let's, let's get to uh, the self-worth of a, of, a, of a man who's in the spotlight. And it's not President Trump or President Biden, but it's rather Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And um, God is hardening his heart. Uh, we gave a different explanation earlier than that, but there's going to be the the last uh, four plagues. It's the last triad, the plus the denouma, plus the the big one, right? Uh, uh, the, the denouma is the after the big one. Oh, the denouma is the plus one. Oh, so no, the, the denouma is, right. is oh, like so, the after after the climax. It depends on where you put the. All climax. right, so that so then the the climax in this case. Gosh, I wish I had a Latin or a French word for it right now, but whatever. <laughs> anyway. So, so in any case, uh, we're going to have the the locusts. The locusts are going to come on, and they're going to cover the eye of the land. I, I was wondering about that because you know, uh, the eye of the land in many ways is like, what does that mean? The eye of the land. It's, yeah, it's a weird. Yeah, it's, it, it, I mean, does it maybe it means we we no longer see, we no longer see things clearly anymore, uh, and and this darkness. Of the of the uh, of the um, um, of 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 the loci loci. <laughs> yeah, I think it's locusts. But in any just case, because loci is 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 uh, like location. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 so so you have got these locusts. That's pretty bad. Uh, and then, um, then there's this verse that I that I always point out every year, the famous verse that it says that that Moses and Aaron like demand again to let my people go, and he says to them, uh, "Sure, go serve them." Who exactly is going? Give, give me the lists. Right, me, the, me, the, me. Right, the famous, the famous lists, the lists of the Jews. Right, miva yeah. Who, who exactly do you? Uh, do you expect to 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 go? Just just hand me over the list, and I'll look it over. And you know, uh, you know, some people will be like, right. "Right." It's like it's like that book, um, uh, uh, Perfidy. Remember that book, Perfidy? It's like you know, give me the list of the Hungarian Jews type of thing. Miva miha holchim. The other explanation of that is he says um, he, that Pharaoh says to to Moses. This is according to the Balaturim. He says to him. Uh, don't you know that you're not going to make it to the land of Israel? 
uh, don't you know that 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 you're never gonna you're never gonna get power yourself? Because I see in the stars and the constellations that you're not gonna win this one. You're gonna die in the desert. And then and then Moses says to him, "Well, actually, our everybody between twenty and sixty is gonna go in. At, at the the younger than twenty and the older than sixty year olds are gonna go into the land of Israel. And Miva Me stands for Yehoshua, Kalev and Yehoshua." Uh, Caleb, the son of Ephraim, and Yeshua, they will go into the land. Indeed, they're the ones that are going to make it in there. So Pharaoh kind of says, like, come on, buddy. You know, come on, man. You're, you're not going to get power. Your interest, right. Yeah. And he's like, because it's not about me. But my people are going to go. They are going to inherit this land. Yeah. So i am got nothing to really add to that. It's... Um... Well, what, do you think about, what do you think about power talking back to truth? And being like, "Come on, truth, don't don't be don't be over uh, don't be over ideological. It's it's not really going to happen." I mean, we've, like, we've had this discussion before that that um, as soon as one abandons hope for some sense of truth, or we can even say goodness, then everything becomes a discourse of power. And and what what Pharaoh is basically saying is that that you're no different than I am. You're simply trying to gain right. power at my expense, right. and that that morality is a tool in that discussion, right? right. Remember that 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 one of the great um, revolutions of the Torah, and it's particularly felt in our age, is that a heroic story can actually be embodied embodied in history. Mm-hmm. That heroic stories don't just belong to the realm of myth and, and aspiration where they inspire individuals, etc. but the world is a fallen world as Christianity would ultimately take it. And a lot of that is the Greek despair from, you know, sort of like the, the ability of, of morality to actually go beyond the surface. Um, they, they, the, the Torah here is telling a, a, a heroic story. You know, the question of who the hero in this story is, is, is a good one because because, uh, you know, in, in that observation you just made is Paro is basically saying to Moshe, you're not the hero in this story. Mm-hmm. You're not going to make it. Right. Moshe says, you don't understand what it means to be a Jew. Right? To be a Jew means that Am Yisrael represents God. And God is always the hero in the story, except God is the hero in the story insofar as humanity is willing to make God the hero. Right? God is not the hero right. in that sort of classic um, ancient world mythological sense. I'm going to come down and smite the enemy. Then I will rule as God king. That's what Pharaoh was doing. Moshe's right. saying, no, it's a whole different story. We want to get rid of the, you know, it's put it this way. Pharaoh never considered an option. He thought Moshe wanted to get him off the throne and put himself on the throne. Pharaoh right. never considered the option that what Moshe was looking to do was get rid of the throne. Exactly, exactly. Now, who, who does this remind me of? It reminds me of the snake. The snake Why? kind of says like, you know, come on, man. You're just trapped inside, uh, you know, God's world. You're just, he's just keeping power for himself. Uh, and, and he doesn't want you to eat from this tree because... Because uh, you'll become competitors, right? And he just wants to keep you down, and yeah. it's the same thing. Like you're not going to get personal power. You're not going to succeed out there. Uh, the system's going to keep you down. So you might as well just join me. You might as well just like not not fight this big fight. It's it's really senseless. And uh, and even further, if you think that there's some sort of like a better way, there's some heroic story, there's some ultimate truth. Nah, that's just about power too. That there is nothing outside of that consideration. I mean, I mean, there's a word for all this, which is cynicism. It's one of its expressions, for sure. Yeah, it's like it's like cynical. It's like there's no, you know, 
and and I, I think we actually have this also another a third case of this is later on in the prophets, which is the story of uh, of Jeroboam of Rechavam uh, uh, and uh, no Yerabam, excuse me Yerabam right Yerabam, Jeroboam is Yerabam and basically the man of God comes to him and he says to him like you know he he gives he says to him you're making an idol you have to stop this the idol the the the, the tabernacle that you're making is going to break. Um, but then the guy, then Jeroboam says to him, like, why don't you come and eat with me? Well, let's, let's talk about this. Let's be friends. Yeah. You know, I see you're a powerful prophet. Let's join, te- let's team up. Why, why go fight against this? You're not, it's not going to benefit you at the end. It's like, let me make it sweet. Let me sweet, sweeten the deal for you. And, and I think that there's a, that there's a real cynicism of power out there and, and really also corruption, corruption that, which is, which is easily, you know, as we say, absolute power cor- corrupts absolutely. And, and a that's, little bit because when, that's because when power becomes the only standard of measure of right and wrong, then, then it's not even corruption anymore. It's just common sense. Mm-hmm. Right? If, okay. if power is your only standard of measure, then why wouldn't you do whatever it took to gain more power and maintain the one that what you have? Like, what, where, where's the wrong in that? You understand? That's why it's so important that this whole story is an assertion that, that, that God's will lies outside of the equations of power that humanity to this very day is obsessed with. This is deep stuff, and, uh, and, and, and that's, I guess that's the revolution here. Um, <clears throat> let's back, going back to the plagues, the, uh, the plague of the locusts destroyed all the foliage on the trees and all the, all the fruits. Uh, and it brought a darkness, but the next plague, it, it prefigured the darkness that's coming next, which is full-on darkness, the kind of darkness that nobody can really move. There's a, there's a darkness that came onto Egypt, which is now, you know, you, you, can, you can say, well, there's a crazy locust infestation that just happens, but not three days of darkness. Yeah, well, and, you know, this three days of darkness also um, opens up a different layer of the story. Because now, for the first time, at least in the eyes of the Midrash, um, we see that um, that there's a, in addition to breaking the back of the Egyptian empire, there's also a breaking that Amitrail has to undergo in order to really be born out of the shards of that empire. That, you know, that, um, as the Midrash says, four-fifths of Amitrail didn't want to leave. They didn't want to leave, and that darkness was an act of, Kindness and also an act of sort of uh, protecting the honor of God in that those who didn't want to leave disappeared in that time. Mm. And, mm. Uh, and, and sadly, it's a pattern that repeats itself throughout Jewish history. Are, are, are you calling this darkness the darkness of assimilation? Or the, 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 dark- and the darkness is actually there to cover the covet of, of God and Am Yisrael. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean the, the, the fact that four-fifths of Am Yisrael didn't want to leave slavery repeats itself whether it's in assimilation whether it's in people that um reject the the potential for our future here in the land of israel whether it's in those who didn't get out of europe you know i mean take your pick it's it's not a unique phenomenon that um some people have a sense that the writing is on the wall and others do not that's funny about the writings on the wall look behind me and you'll see the the writing writing. it's hieroglyphic the hieroglyphic on the wall the Egyptian writing on the wall. Uh, yeah, they don't see it. And um, I, this I, is a I big mean, question for me. I, this, my grandfather stowed away from from uh, Europe in in uh, nineteen thirty seven. Just went to Belgium, snuck onto a ship, 
just said, forget it. There's no future here anymore. But I often, I never got to meet him. He died before I was born. But, but I often wonder well, what made him different. Right. Not him right. different than all of his peers that just simply said, no, come on. It's not going to be that. Or even if it's bad, we've, you know, we'll survive. Just no, no more future. My grandfather uh, did the same thing. He was uh, 16 years old and he left uh, this Polish town and his mother was calling to him and he wouldn't look back because he knew that the, that evil was coming and he went and he ended up in Russia. But he like uh, ran away from Poland and the rest of the family, most of the rest of the family uh, was wiped out in Auschwitz. So um, like, you know, some people, they just, they just have this sense um, I, I don't even know if it's, you know, necessarily a character or, 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 or just hearing a certain call. It, it's hard yeah. to know. It's hard, it's hard to know hard. what to... now Shmuley Botech, Rabbi Shmuley Botech recently penned an article in which uh, he thought about, uh, should, should European Jews leave? And, uh, true to Chabad type of thinking, he's like, he said the 614th commandment, he was quoting somebody else, uh, is that we should never let Hitler win. And That's Emil Fackenheim. Okay, and and Emil Fackenheim. Okay, and this constellation leaving Europe would be that Hitler wins, and so and so Jews should not leave Europe because it would be a loss to Europe, and it would it would be a victory for Hitler. So people like myself hear that, and I'm just like, that is such a misunderstanding. Of, of I I like the idea of not letting Hitler win. That's fabulous. But no, not it's, it's a worthwhile essay to read, by the way. I can share it with oh, yeah? you. Oh yeah. Oh, I'd like that very much. Yeah. Oh, was that's... very interesting. He was a reform rabbi who who really became very convinced that that Israel was the future. He ended up moving here. That was probably in the in the sixties when he finally moved after sixty seven. But he has a lot of interesting thought. Hmm. Sounds good. Sounds really good. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Thank you for enlightening us uh, about that. Uh, but but Shmuley Botech's conclusion is Jews should not leave Europe. But I thought to myself, that's uh, that's a little that's a that's a funky conclusion. Doesn't doesn't what isn't what Hitler really wants? And, and I can find it to you if you want to equate Hitler with Amalek. I can find you many sources that what Hitler or Amalek really doesn't want is the Jewish people to come to the land of Israel. That's the real that's the real thing that 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 an Amalek agent wants to really stop from happening. Yeah, I mean that's what came. That's what um, came up for me is that that if you leave Europe to come to Israel, you're fulfilling a mitzvah. So right. So like, it's just not <laughs> no comparison. I Meaning, Fackenheim's point was that that Jews shouldn't give up on Judaism. That was what he was fighting against. Saying mm-hmm. basically speaking to American Jewry in the wake of the Holocaust and people, and it's a, it's a very important work of post-Holocaust theology, one of the earliest ones. And he's basically saying. And he's a reform rabbi, remember? So, like right. the, the classic Torah and theology is not holding water for him. But what he's saying is, basically, you can't give up on the God of Israel. You can't give up on the people of Israel. You can't give up on the Torah of Israel because if you do, you've basically finished Hitler's job for him. That's not you're not finishing Hitler's job by moving to Tel Aviv or or Modi'in or Jerusalem. Sorry, that's not that's not very at all. good. Very good. Well explained. I just want to put this up that Benji Zion writes, My Polish family has a similar story, Yishai. Here's my grandmother's Holocaust testimony that she filmed with Steven Spielberg. And that's, that's a, thank you so much for, for putting that up, uh, Benji. Uh, and so cool of Steven Spielberg, who I think has, a, has, a, has, a, has an interesting record, maybe a mixed record, I think, when it comes to the Jewish story, but certainly a, certainly a Jew who's made an impact. Um, and I think that uh, the Holocaust stuff that he did uh, is to be certainly lauded. Um, 
some of his movies about Israel, uh, about the uh, killing of the, um, the the terrorists of the Munich. Uh, of Munich. I'm working on the episode right now. Okay, looking forward to that. Looking forward to that. And that's, of the course, on The Jewish Story. That's your yeah. other podcast here on the Land of Israel Network and on your networks as well. And people can find that at RovMike.com and JewishStory.co. And it's uh, really one of the greatest Jewish podcasts, uh, history podcasts certainly, out there. And I really want to recommend that everybody checks it out. And it's just a, a great resource for all of us and well-made as well. Thank you. Um, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going here. So we, we dealt with the... Uh, we dealt with the the we dealt with the plague of of locusts. We dealt with the the plague of darkness, um, and we're going to deal with the big plague of the killing of the firstborn. But did I miss one? I, or did I miss one? Or am I okay here? Am no, I, am I right. Okay, so I'm in good shape. But the truth of the matter is, we have to do a little thing here, which is to actually start the Torah. We have to start the Torah because the Torah. Eat. What's that? <laughs> we got to eat. We gotta eat. Is that? That's right. Yeah, and 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 really, we gotta start the Torah in the sense that here we go with the thing that makes the Jewish nation a nation. Remember, till now, everything in the Torah that we've heard about is about the leaders, the Abraham, Isaac, and Jacobs, the Moses and Aaron's. Suddenly, the people are commanded. They're given Torah from Lashon, from the word Hora'ah, which is teachings. Like, this is what you got to do. This is the stuff of Judaism begins here in Parshat Bo. And that is uh, the beginnings of the commandment that this is the first month for you, the month of Nisan. This is the first month for you. And from here on, you got to be counting it and prepare the, the 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 paschal lamb by in the face uh, of the Egyptians take their god the sheep and bring it into your house for four days store it in your house keep it in your house and then and then and then slaughter it take its blood put it on the doorpost so that God doesn't uh, doesn't sweep you up with that plague as well show that you're different uh, show that you're courageous and begin being a nation through accepting the laws. Yeah, I mean, it's a fantastic transition. We've spoken about it before. The explosion of commandments that happens at this point in Sefer Shemot, in all of the book of Bereshit, of Genesis, and the previous, uh, you know, 11 chapters of Shemot, there are only three mitzvot. Mm-hmm. Here, I, I think it might even be as much as many as, as 20 or more. I, I would have to go look at the numbers. But certainly, I mean, just within the next few chapters, there's literally an explosion of mitzvot. And, and what's I find interesting is that it deals with sanctity in two of the three critical dimensions that Am Yisrael is going to deal with them. One is time, like you pointed out, and um, in certain level, time is the is the foundational aspect of sanctity that we've been granted to work with because the first appearance of holiness is in the fabric of creation on the seventh day. On Shabbat, and here that's why the sanctification of the new moon and and the months is beginning, and and it, we know that particularly in exile, but also even in our home, we became masters of the sanctity of time, right? And building intense, you know, uh, cathedrals in time, if you will, out of the Moadim and the in Shabbat, etc. But then we deal with the sanctity of of peoplehood, 
and sanctity of, 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 of human collective existence through the Pesach. I mean, you might think, oh, when you talk about the Paschal Lamb is just a, it's a commandment, it's an important one, but no, but if you have to look very closely, it's about the sanctification of the family and the people and the tribe, or drawing of boundaries between the circumcised and the not circumcised, right? That they, they, It is the national covenant in the same way that circumcision is a personal covenant. The piece that's missing here, of course, is sanctity of place because it doesn't belong in Egypt. It only belongs really in its essence, only belongs in the land of Israel. Once we learn the truth of sanctity of place in the land of Israel, you know, the future of what we call mikdash ma'at, right, the, the, the small sanctified spaces of the synagogue and the Beit Midrash will be able to be extensions of that. But there's a reason that the Midrash says that in the time of Mashiach, let it be soon, let it be now, that all the ten, all the synagogues and all the Bati Midrash will pick up and fly to the land of Israel, which is like a strange Midrash, right? Um, it, but on a simple level, what does that mean? I think it's that that any sanctity which Am Yisrael is able to establish in physical space outside of the land of Israel is derivative of the sanctity of place, which is really only available here for us. It's interesting. There's a lot of Mitrashim and Rashi's and Balaturim. Everybody mentions that that God did not speak to Moses in the palace or in the kind of the town, city. Right, the yeah. city, right? It's like it's like it's like God. It, this was too filled with idolatry, and he he wouldn't give the place the respect. It was the opposite of sanctity. It was it was yes. it was it was, oh, it was idolatry. Yeah, right. It was idolatrous defilement for sure. And, and God was like, "I'm not showing up here," which is which is an interesting thing, you know, this idea of God not showing up somewhere. I'm not going to reveal myself here. Uh, one of, and I I really actually like that a lot. One of the things I like to show my children is is the the fact that we don't put a mezuzah on the bathroom. And, I, and we, we have a big discussion about this. I'm like, does that mean that God's not in the bathroom? Well, it doesn't mean that because when you come out, you bless God for going to the bathroom. Okay, but there's a room, there's a place which is like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to show up here. Sure, I'm here because the whole world stands on, 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 on God's creations every minute, every second. But like, no, don't force me to go in here because it's not a place of sanctity. I'm found more in the synagogue and I'm not so found in the bathroom in corporeal type of language, okay? I, I think that you're putting your finger on a very important aspect of the human condition, which is, hey, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm with the Hasidim, late ato panui mine, right? There is yeah. nowhere that's empty of God. The problem is not God, so to speak. The problem is humanity. Meaning, and this is a place where that idea that the medium is the message is more than just a kitschy statement by Marshall McLuhan, but rather indicates something within human experience. Is that it, the limitation on God's ability to reveal these mitzvot to Moshe was not on God. It's the human condition that we would not be able to receive them in their purity if our experience was mingled with the idolatrous. Or like you're saying, I should, from God's perspective, it's only holy and pure what's happening in the bathroom. But the human condition is such that, we, that we're not that refined, right? Our grounding in, in, in the physical essence and other things, which is what we're supposed to be. And it's not a mistake. It's not a sin. I'm not right. Like that's a, it's a very healthy thing. It's because the human condition. Right, right and, but and, but it's not, but it's not, it's that's not, a, that's not like that's not like a downside. It's an upside because you're supposed to be like you're supposed to know that there are things that are not. It's important to know that there's a not holy place as opposed to a place that is holy. If you think that the bathroom is holy, then you're never going to believe that Jerusalem is holy. But yeah, if you're going to believe that there's a place that's not as holy in your house, you're going to believe that there's a place that's even holier that you're supposed to go to. And that's what I mean by the human condition, and that that very human condition is, is an aspect of our task of bearer, of clarifying creation. God doesn't need creation clarified for God's sake. God can do whatever right. God wants. Humanity has a task of bearer, which allows us to become what we need to be. 
I just want to say this is a lot of fun, Rev Mike. It's great to be with you. I was just looking into the camera and thinking, this is so great that we're using this technology to talk about this uh, this ancient and hallowed uh, principles, these 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 amazing things. Just just really cool. I just that's what I want to say. It's really cool. And and I know that you have uh, just another five minutes. I would have touched yeah. two topics, but I think we're only really have enough time for one, um, which is there. There's a lot of commandments. Okay, including the commandments for that particular generation of putting the... Um, oh, it's funny. I was talking about mezuzot, and that's really the root of it, which is the putting the blood on the doorposts, on the lintels. Yes. So there's commandments that are, that are for generations about how to give the Paschal sacrifice yearly, and there's commandments about not eating leavened and eating matzah, uh, and there's commandments um, for only for that generation. But there's also another set of commandments, which I think that we're engaging in right now, you and I, about Passover. And that is the issue uh, that is in chapter 12, uh, verse 26. Your children are going to ask you, what is this work that you're doing? What are you doing? Right? What is the service that you're offering? What is this thing that you're doing? Why are you standing on the counters and scrubbing the cabinets? Right. Like, what is this thing? And, and you are going to be, you, ha- <clears throat> you, have <clears throat> you have to answer them. Or in another way to say it, you have to teach them. You shall say, It's an offering, a Paschal offering it is unto God. Which he that skipped over. That or protected. There's another option to understand Passover as protection, but skipped over usually, uh, jumped over the houses of the children of Israel or protected the houses of the children of Israel. Bimitzrayim in Egypt, benakfot mitzrayim when he struck down Egypt, vetbateinu hitzil. But but our houses he saved. and the nation at that point uh, 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 bowed down and prostrated themselves. Uh, and well, right? Is that is that? It's hard to understand. Is that part of the phrase? what you tell your kids or is it that that's what happened when when they got the message that they're going to have children that they're going to be able to tell it to in the land of israel and talk to them about what happened in egypt that was is how rashi reads it right right or or does it mean that like and and you told like and then our nation bowed down to god and thanked him well anyway it's one of those one of those Verses you can read in both ways, but let's just talk about this thing, which is what's something that you do with with your with your whole life, which is which is really education. Yes. Um, th- these are verses that are like they're like meta narrative verses. They're like I'm gonna t- you're in this moment, you're doing all these things, you got all these commandments, but I, but I'm telling you also now, turn on your memory switch because I want you to be able to talk about this and I mean, teach be- it later on. Yeah, I mean it's beyond talking, like you pointed out, it's embedded in the um, sort of reenactment that we do and, and beyond reenactment every Pesach, right? Everybody's familiar with this idea that comes from the Mishnah that everyone's obligated to see themselves as, as if they came out of Egypt, right? That, they, that there's kind of three levels here. There's the historical reality. There's the sort of educational cultural imperative to remember, remember and recall that remembering is an active process, not a passive one. It involves right. teaching your children and calls. But, but then there's even even deeper aspect of, um, I would call it existential identification, that you yourself must come out. That you cannot simply be a recipient of this story and you can't even just pass on the story to someone else. This story must transform you. 
right? Otherwise, it lacks its power to transform the world, mm-hmm. right? And and um, this is the, the reason, as you're pointing out, that throughout the narrative here, the, the the Torah pulls the lens out and says, "By the way, remember this. By the way, this is you're gonna you're gonna eat that lamb, etc." And because they right? Why are you eating it with matzah and more? Because they embittered your lives. Right? Even as they're experiencing, it's being pointed out to them that these are eternal principles which everyone must embody in their own life in each generation. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, let's, let's, let's take a second here. Or we have just like one more second. Let's just pray uh, for the success um, of all the people that are watching this thing. Uh, and, and certainly for uh, the state of Israel, the land of Israel, the people of Amen. Israel. And I want to pray for the world. And also uh, at this, at this juncture, in American history, I want to pray for the continued success of, of the United States uh, to keep doing their mission, their thing, and to have more peace and love uh, amongst the populace there and to find yep. more common ground, Bezrat Hashem, uh, and to also be thankful to God for the great things that he has given us. Uh, one of the things I'm grateful for is the time to spend with you, Rev. Mike Foyer. So thank you so much for joining us, and we want to wish you a refuash lema, and a, uh, you're going now to get your uh, inoculation vaccination. vaccination. Uh, and may you not grow a tail and only be <laughs> kept healthy from this coronavirus. Amen. Thank you so much. Shabbat shalom. God bless you, Rav Mike. And we let you go. All right, folks, you are listening to the Ishai Fleischer Show. And it's a lot of fun uh, to have Rav Mike and talk about Torah. It's a lot of fun to also be with you. And there's a lot of sweet folks out there. Uh, for example, my good friend Shmuel Goldman, who says, Hail in the Golan, but it ain't no plague. No, it is a blessing. And we also had uh, uh, hail today. Uh, here in, Jeru- in in the Jerusalem region, in the Jerusalem mountains, uh, in, in Gush Etzion, and uh, we made sure to collect some of that hail because that hail is, uh, the, the Torah many times compares the manna to frost and to, and to snow, and so we collected it, poured a little bit of apple juice concentrate on it, and we're going to have it now as a dessert snack, but really remember also the manna. That's the, the manna, that, and, and what is the remembering the manna? That just means remembering that everything is a gift from Hashem, that He gives us our health and our relationships uh, and our thoughts and and uh, our opportunities and our homes and uh, and just to think that to think that thought and to be like Hashem, you are you are blessing me. And I just want you to know that if if hail is falling on the land of Israel, a blessed hail, not a hail of uh, uh, of destruction, uh, but a hail of blessings. Uh, and and the kids, the Jewish kids in Israel are going to be really defeating Hitler by by having ha- hail ice cream snacks. Uh, that is uh, that is a great great blessing indeed. Uh, and also, uh, I think this is just a funny remark by by Andrea who says, "I wish I could pray in the bathroom because I'm here for hours doing my hair and face." That's a great line, Andrea. God bless you. And may uh, Hashem also give you uh, opportunities to pray wherever you want, just not in the bathroom, but rather uh, uh, facing the land of Israel with a, with a picture of the land of Israel in your house. And I'm, I'm always recommending to people, make sure that you have a big picture of, the, of something that you love in the land of Israel in your house. And I say this to Jews and Gentiles. This is Yishai's additional commandments. Put up a picture uh, of the land of Israel in your house. Something that you love, if it's Tzfat, if it's Tveria, if it's the Mediterranean, if it's Yerushalayim or Hebron, whatever it is for you, or Eilat, whatever it is, or the Golan Heights, I put up a picture of something like that in your house. That'll really, it'll really give you a lot of juice uh, and a lot of connectivity. Uh, and of course, 
in, imbibe products from the land of Israel. That's why one of the sponsors to our show is Blessed by Israel. Uh, Blessed B-U-Y Israel. If we, when you put on coupon code Yishai, you get 12% off. And it's an awesome uh, – there's got awesome products from the land of Israel, including olive oil, which I really think that it would be great for you to have olive oil from the land of Israel. So that's blessedbyisrael.com. Also check out uh, uh, two, two uh, uh, grooming products. Uh, one is for my good friends, uh, Salves of Jerusalem, salvesofjerusalem.com. They make great creams uh, that, that are made from, from all organic, natural stuff from the land of Israel. So you're going to be putting the land of Israel on your body, and you're going to really connect to that spiritual energy, and you're going to have a glow. You're going to have a facial glow. You're going to have a Mo glow, a Moses glow coming out of you. So that's, that's salvesofjerusalem.com. And also, if you're like me, a beardman, okay, uh, a, a man who sports a beard, uh, then you need Aleph Mail, okay? Aleph Mail, which will give you, again, all natural, awesome smelling, great products. A lot of people have already bought uh, products uh, from Aleph Mail from the show, and they really like it. Uh, I just got, uh, my friend Ben said, he bought it. His wife lo- lo- loves the smell. His beard looks great, which is awesome. Uh, we can't sell you the beard. That's something you have to do yourself. Uh, but we can sell you the beard product. So that's olifemail.com. Also put in coupon code Yishai, 10% off. Actually, it's Yishai10. Put that coupon code in, bang. Uh, the other thing is Trelet, T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T. That's the biblical blue string, which is back after 2,000-year hiatus. You have a chance to do an incredible mitzvah. It is an amazing feeling. I wear them every day. My little kids wear them. My, 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 my youngest son sleeps in his tzitzit. I also sleep in my tzitzit. Whatever, that's a topic for a different show. It's an awesome thing. So check that out. It makes, it makes a big difference. So that's T-E-K-H-E-L-E-T. Also coupon code Yishai there will give you 5% off. So check that out. Hey, it's money, right? The Jewish community of Hebron. The Jewish community of Hebron always needs your, your support. We protect the tombs of the fathers and mothers. The Hebron Fund is is an, a fabulous organization. I'm proud to be associated with it. Hebronfund.org. Check them out as well. And of course, check out the other shows on our network, thelandofisrael.com, including The Fellowship, uh, The Land of Israel Network, land, thelandofisrael.com. Uh, and my network with all the shows and my latest Newsweek article. Check it out. It's on Newsweek right now. Uh, or just go to my site, yishaifleischer.com. Thank you to my good friend, Moshe, who manages and operates at Moshe and Yocheved, working to make it better every single day. Uh, if you feel like donating, no better time than today. You know why? Because why not, right? It makes all the difference when you support our show and you support our, our work. Uh, and of course, write us an email, yishai at thelandofisrael.com or yishaifleischer.com. Uh, Let me check out if there's any other comments there. There you go, my good friend Shmuel from the north of Israel, writing, you got the Mo Glow, yeesh. That's right, that the Mo Glow. That's right. It is definitely a blessing. Other people are saying to pray for the COVID virus, folks. I do have some good friends who have gotten pretty sick recently, so I really want to pray for everybody's health and send them brachot. Uh, brachot to the new administration, brachot to the outgoing administration for doing such great things, brachot to the state of Israel, the land of Israel, our election season, we'll be talking about that soon. And uh, wherever you are, folks, we are sending you our blessings because this is the land of blessings. And enjoy winter and the hail here in the land of Israel. With global instability on the rise, more and more people are turning to God, realizing now 
they don't exactly know where to look for guidance. The Bible says the guidance will come from the land of Israel. My name is Jeremy Gimpel. A few months ago, we started an online seminar teaching life-changing biblical wisdom revealed from the original Hebrew and straight from the mountains of Judea. What you will discover is that the wisdom transmitted thousands of years ago is speaking directly to us in our time right now. Join now and get an audio series on the prophecy encoded in the book of Joshua absolutely for free. Just click on the link below or email fellowship at thelandofisrael.com. I don't know how you found this video or what compelled you to click on that link, but I don't believe in coincidence. And I would encourage you to take the next step on your journey toward the land of Israel. I hope to see you at the Land of Israel Fellowship. Shalom.